So this is uh, uh, Paramedic Review Unit 3, Part 4B, Respiratory uh, Distress Cases. So, so you dispatched uh, Code 4 to uh, Fish-Eyed Frank's Tavern. That, that wasn't the name of the tavern, but it was something close to that. It was pretty funny. Uh, for a 56-year-old bearded male, why do you think I threw bearded male in there? Yes, yeah, going to be hard to PPV this guy if you need to, or CPAP this guy. So, fish-eyed Franks. Fifty-six-year-old uh, bearded male with uh, complaint of shortness of breath and agitation. Um, he is seated at the bar, so leaning forward, hands on his knees, attempting to drink his beer. <laughs> so he's like this, right? This beer, an obvious respiratory distress. He's able to tell you that he was on his way home and became sh uh, short of breath and thought a beer might help. I love those calls. <laughs> no, no, I wasn't even in Keswick. Um, um, I just, you just got to love these calls, right? Like this, it's kind of call that's forever etched in your mind. You know. Uh, actually, I forget about it until I read the case. So on exam, uh, you note that he's in moderate respiratory distress with accessory muscle use and intercostal indrawing. Um, he has wheezing in the apices and decreased breath sounds in the basis. He's pale, cool, and cyanosed. Uh, so he's, uh, he's allergic to codeine. He's on Ramapil, Flovent, Ventolin, and Palmacort that he's able to tell you. He's got a history of um, hypertension and COPD. He's a pack-a-day smoker. High rate of 105, respiratory rate of 32, BP is 157 on 94, SPO2 is 84, GCS of 14, he's pale, cool, diaphoretic, his temp is 36.2. Uh, so what do you think is going on with this guy? COPD. Yeah, COPD exacerbation, exacerbated COPD. That's probably all it is, right? What usually exacerbates COPD? Usually, almost always, a cold. That's almost always why we get called, is because they develop a cold. And, um, you know, uh, if they're COPD and they're smoking, smoking is just smoking. It's just part of their whole thing. Uh, it's not usually a precipitant of uh, moderate respiratory distress. It's usually some kind of illness, right, brings it on. Um, now, is he a high risk for uh, the need for ventilatory support or a low risk based on what you see there? And tell me why. <coughs> That's right, he's on three respiratory meds. So three or more is a risk, right? So what else do you want to ask this guy? In the course of your discussion with him in the back of the ambulance, I'm probably not going to ask on the scene, but in the back of the ambulance, what else am I going to ask him about his history that would make me, you know, more concerned that this guy has a potential to deteriorate? Yeah, Tom? Has he ever been ventilated before? Yeah, has he ever been in the intensive care unit? Has he ever been on a ventilator before? Has he ever had to have a tube put in his windpipe? Uh, all those things. How often does he go to the emergency department? You know. um, so uh, your differential diagnosis for this guy would be what? I know it's at the top of your list, exacerbated COPD. But Okay, so, no, we'll say allergy, could be, fair enough. Um, what else are you going to look for if you're suspecting allergy? Uh, other than 
other signs of like urticaria, right. uh, hypotension, tachycardia, altered mentation, GI upset. Yeah, hypotension and altered mental state would be a really late sign of anaphylaxis. But apart from urticaria, what else goes along with urticaria? Maybe indigestion. What else? You get hives. What else do you get? Itchy. Yeah, and the term for itchy is. Itchy. <laughs> Starts with a P. Pruritus. Pruritus. Yeah. Good. Urticaria, pruritus, tongue swelling. Yeah. So, anaphylaxis. Sure. What else are you thinking? Okay. Cardiac asthma. Maybe. It's a stretch, but it's part of your differential. It's not your provisional. What else, Mark? Pneumonia. Yeah. I would put that right at the top, right? Pneumonia. So colds, pneumonia. Are COPDers at high risk or low risk of pneumonia? High. high, yeah. Good. So that's why I put that right up at the top with just exacerbated COPD from multi whatever causes. Anything else you can think that would go on the differential diagnosis there? So like, I can't emphasize this enough moving forward in your career. Always keep an open mind, right? Like we usually put something high up on the list of our differential diagnosis, but don't settle for that. Always open your mind to other possibilities, like make a mental list so that you're not, your thinking doesn't become too rigid. Because if it becomes rigid, then you make bad decisions. Yeah. Are you no, it's okay. Okay. PE. Sure. And then we go about trying to eliminate some of these things, right? So, um, you know, we look at uh, cardiac asthma. Well, he's not on any cardiac meds per se. He denies ever having a heart attack. Blah blah blah. PE doesn't have any chest pain. So, you know, allergies. No urticaria. No pruritus. Not that that rules out uh, allergy. Um, what's the problem with codeine? Well, what you see, you say a guy on codeine, what do you want to know about this guy? Like, what questions are you going to ask him? Why is he taking so many allergic to? Why? Why? So he's allergic to codeine. Okay, he's allergic to codeine, yeah. Sorry, I forgot. I thought that was one of his meds. Um, if the guy was taking codeine, um, what would you ask him? Yeah, why? Why are you taking codeine? Exactly. If he's on an antibiotic, why are you taking an antibiotic? Exactly. What are you taking this for? When were you seen by your doctor? Did you have a text x-ray done? What was the diagnosis? What's the infection? You know, you might think, oh, this guy's on antibiotics. He must have pneumonia. He's got an exacerbated CB. And he says, no, he has a urinary tract infection or kidney infection or, you know, something else going on. Um, pathophysiology for COPD. Um, describe that for me. Combination of bronchitis, emphysema, asthma? Combination of, yeah, yep, emphysema, bronchitis, asthma. So we're really thinking about um, bronchitis, we're thinking about inflammatory process in the conducting airways, asthma, we're thinking about bronchospasm, so that's a component of it. And then what's the emphysemic part of it? Yeah, air trapping. So breakdown of the alveolar septa, uh, uh, air getting through the narrowed airway passages but not being able to escape. So gas trapping, distending of the these development of these blebs, distension of the blebs, potential for 
rupture of these blebs, right? So he's got, he presents with moderate respiratory distress and diminished air entry in the basis. That could be just the airway inflammatory mucus plug bronchospastic thing going on, or it could be a pneumothorax that's brewing, right? Um, and then wheezes and the apices, we know we've got some bronchospasm. So um, how do we treat this guy? He's in moderate respiratory distress, he's a COPD here. So what do you hear in the lungs, just wheezes, no? Wheezes and the apices and diminished air entry in the bases, you know, because what we... Yeah, Paul? Yeah, probably start with Venton. Um, do we give it nebulized or MDI? Uh, he's afebrile, he's 36 something. So you could, you could do MDI or you could do nebulizer. Do you have a preference? You don't have nebulizer? The MDIs? Oh, okay, so they don't have, the nebulizer's not an option. MDI kind of ties you up it ties you up unless the patient can do it, but this guy's sitting at a bar, you know, with his head down, trying to suck the beer out with his lips. Um, <laughs> yeah, that's true. That's a good way to look at it. He's motivated, so, but is he motivated enough to hold his MDI in aero chamber? I don't know. It's hard to say. Give it a try, right? Because uh, you don't want your hands tied up doing that. That's one of the beautiful things about nebulizer on the refebrile is you just set put it and forget it. Set it and forget it. Exactly. Yeah, that's a good, great question. Yeah, that's so something. If like, he's had his ventilin inhaler and it's not working, then maybe try the nebulizer to see if it has a difference. Yeah, and one way or the other, if he's tried it, uh, we're still going to give him ventilin, right? Even w whether it's MDI, an aero chamber or not. And uh, aero chamber is a better bet than what he's doing holding like that, right? Yeah. But for nebulizer, it's not just a fever, right? It's history or suspected fever. So if there's any reason you might still suspect that they have an illness, you still yeah. can't give it? Fair enough. Well, it's not recommended. Yeah. So if you think he's got some kind of respiratory infection, not recommended. Because when you're nebulizing, you know, all those, all the ventilants coming out of those big gaping holes and it's carrying pathogens on it that you're inhaling. So at the very least, if you go with nebulizer, um, you want to have a mask and some goggles on so you're not, those pathogens aren't getting into your lungs or you're trying to reduce that anyway. Good. Any questions about exacerbated COPD?